everyone! Welcome to Capes and Japes. Uh, it is the 1st of May. Um, you all know what that means. <laughs> um, it's podcast. Um, <laughs> I was like, International Workers' Day? Beltane? What are we doing? <laughs> it's International Workers' Day. Um, it's the day that, uh, Jonathan Colton has that song about that I probably shouldn't <laughs> reference on oh. air. <laughs> um it's yeah it's a it's a bunch of stuff but it's also podcast even though you will be hearing this after the first of may um unless you're a patreon subscriber and you get it oh, as soon as i'm done editing it that's a good point that's a, a great reason to subscribe to the patreon um if you if you care so you about can... getting your podcasts eight hours before everybody else yes and getting our extremely timely references of the day. <laughs> um, anyways, today I wanted to talk about Black Lightning. Oh, hell yeah. Because I uh, learned an incredibly unhinged fact um, about the creation of Black Lightning, thanks to friend of the show, Ty. Um, and it's... After I was done reeling from how completely buck wild it was, uh, which we we will talk about, um, I was like, oh, we've never actually done a Black Lightning episode. Um, which also means we're doing two episodes in a row um, of black superheroes with uh, teenage girl sidekicks. Um, but <laughs> it's good. You know, sometimes it's good. It's it, they're both they're both good. So. We love to see it. Um, so, Black Lightning uh, was created in 1977 um, and was not DC's first black character or black superhero because uh, John Stewart definitely uh, predates him. I think a couple other. Uh, minor characters um but he was the first one to have like his own series um created like i think partly based on the success of luke cage at marvel um so he was uh the creation of tony isabella um and trevor von eden was the artist um, and what happened <laughs> was, um, so, uh, Luke Cage was a very successful character. Um, Tony Isabella did not create Luke Cage, but he had written for Luke Cage. Um, so DC approached him, um, with, you know, wanting him to work on a black superhero for DC. Um, and the idea they first approached him with, this is, this is the unhinged fact, which is immediately going to be obvious. The idea that they had was, um, a character who was a white racist who would physically transform 
into a black superhero under stress. Um, because he was a soldier in Vietnam and they had done experiments on some of the soldiers to help them blend in. Uh, and the character was going to be called the Black Bomber. And the, like, this, this is all, like, according to Tony Isabella. Um, the character was called the Black Bomber. And the stories that, uh, DC had, like, already scripted involved him rescuing somebody and then realizing the person was black and then reacting with disgust. Um, this is completely unhinged. <laughs> this is absolutely, completely unreal, even in 1977, um, that multiple people would think this was a good idea. Um, and I get, like, to give them as much benefit of the doubt as I possibly can, mm -hmm. I'm going to assume what they were going for was an arc where this person realizes that it's bad to be racist, and he learns from this experience. But even with that assumption, it's still not good. It's especially, it would, it would be not good no matter how many black characters already existed at DC. It is spectacularly bad when there were so few of them, and this was their pitch for, like, their first kind of, like, headlining solo superhero black character. Um, there's a quote, there's <laughs> an often cited quote from a comics critic who, uh, referred to this pitch as <laughs> an insult to anybody with any point of view at all. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so they, uh, they they'd had this idea for this Black Bomber character, um, and they had some, like, scripts written, um, and they asked Tony Isabella to work on it, um, and Tony Isabella went, no, <laughs> are you kidding me? Um, Tony Isabella is a, uh, a white writer, um, but, because, I mean... <laughs> I feel like in 1977, it would have been too much to hope for that, like, DC would have been like, maybe we should get a black person to write this. Because even now, sometimes, that's, like, hard to achieve. Um, but, uh, Tony Isabella was a white writer, but thankfully one with the just normal human common sense to be like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> Um, and instead pitched them this character, Black Lightning, who he had apparently, like, thought up previously. I, it may have been based on, like, a, I think he ch got the character name from, like, a one-off, like, villain from, like, a Wonder Woman comic or something. Um, but he'd been, like, working on this character concept 
He pitched it to DC. They were like, okay, <laughs> yeah, your idea is better than our idea. Um, and uh, he started writing um, a Black Lightning solo series. Um, he wrote the first 10 issues of the solo series. Um, Denny O'Neill wrote the next two issues. Um, and then the series got canceled, um, as part of a, uh, um, DC was losing a lot of money kind of towards the end of the seventies and started just canceling like a lot of titles, like anything that wasn't like one of their like top sellers. Um, they just sort of axed, uh, but despite that, Black Lightning has uh, managed to stick around. So the concept and the original backstory for the character um, is that uh, Black Lightning is a man named Jefferson Pierce um, who grew up in an area of Metropolis uh referred to as suicide slum uh okay. which yeah as names go i feel like is even more on the nose than crime alley <laughs> <laughs> but he uh grew up in this uh as you could guess extremely rough neighborhood um his father was killed in a shooting when he was very young um his uh mother raised him uh with the help of a neighbor family friend of theirs um a man named peter gamby who is a tailor um who like opened his shop underneath their apartment and became kind of like a surrogate father figure um, to Jefferson. Uh, he really uh, excelled in school. Um, he also was uh, very athletically gifted. He ended up, uh, he went to the Olympics. He got a gold medal in the decathlon. Um, he, uh, went on to get a uh teaching degree uh very very <laughs> very successful young man and there's like i feel like especially in like earlier versions of this story there's like kind of the element of like you know he's the one who like worked hard and pulled himself out up by his bootstraps to like escape his you know the terrible neighborhood he grew up in um, which I, I feel like recently they've kind of addressed a little more. I think there's like a more, uh, recent story where his ex-wife, like, mentions that part of the reason they, like, their relationship didn't work out is because she w wanted to, like, try to improve their community where they lived and like he had always been focused on like you know getting out and making something of himself mm, um that old chestnut yeah you know you know how it is um individualism versus communalism yes 
of course. It's classic, classic dilemma. Um, so he, uh, gets this, uh, degree. He becomes a high school teacher, uh, not in Metropolis, uh, in a different city where I think, uh, Dick Grayson ends up going to college. Um, there's a lot of, like, little continuity nods in this backstory. There's, uh, like, Peter, uh... Peter Gamby the tailor is like actually the brother of some other like minor like DC villain um they also they include Jim Corrigan who's the black policeman Jim Corrigan who's unrelated to the two other Jim Corrigans who are both connected to the specter the absolute bane of my existence the Jim's Corrigan um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Jim, one of the Jim's Corrigan, uh, one of them. is, is a recurring character in these, uh, early Black Lightning issues. Um, he gets married, as we said, uh, his wife's name is Lynn Stewart. Um, they have two daughters together, um, but both of the daughters are retconned in um and <laughs> don't you hate it when you just get kids retconned in yeah you know you just you, you just Surprise. turn around and, yeah you've had kids this whole time you didn't know um it's and it's not even like oh he had a daughter and he didn't know it it's like they're not retconned in at the same time which is also funny so the first one is retconned in um and it's established, like, yeah, like, she's always existed, like, he, you know, raised her and, like, is, like, in contact with her, but he just never tells anyone about her or talks about her because he's trying to keep her safe and he doesn't want her involved with superheroics. Um, which is, like, understandable, but it's also, like, it's never come up even once! Even in all the issues where you were, like, the main character and we were, like, you know, reading your, like, thoughts and your narration and stuff. It's never come up even once, but, you know, it's comics. But then, they also retcon in a second daughter. He's like, oh, yes, I have two daughters. I've never mentioned either of them. Um, we, uh, we'll probably talk about those two next week. Um, because I think there's probably, probably enough to do at least a combo episode, if not an episode on each of them. Um, anyways, they have a daughter. Um, the two of them end up getting divorced, um, as part of the daughter's retcon, it's established that, uh, the two of them, like, demonstrated superpowers at like a young age and he like you know really discouraged them from uh doing you know superheroing uh because he obviously was worried about them and thought it was dangerous um it's like hey i know how much i get beat up all the time <laughs> yeah um you should not do this to yourself 
Yes. Uh, and then when he and his wife get divorced, the two of them end up going to live with their mother. Um, she's probably the more stable of the two. It's it, yeah. I mean, probably a, a, just with a with like a regular human job. Yeah. Um. So. All Watch her have just happened. like one of the. Sorry, <laughs> what? It's just like ah uh, yes, your father's a superhero, but I have the truly dangerous job: sanitation worker. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful out there. It's extremely. It's tough. Um, it's tough, and it has a high mortality rate. Yeah, be careful, y'all. Be careful, sanitation workers of the world. You're doing important stuff. I hope this doesn't sound like a joke. Genuinely, sanitation workers of the world, take care of yourselves. Yeah. Um, but anyways, all of this happens before the first episode, episode the first <laughs> issue of Black Lightning, before he actually starts superheroing. Um, because after his divorce, he uh, moves back to Metropolis. Um, he... It takes a job at uh, the school where he went as a kid, um, Garfield High School. He, I think depending on the story, he's either like a teacher or he's the principal. Um, principal makes uh, more sense, I feel like, with some like later developments. Uh, but he discovers that Suicide Slum um, is having problems with a uh, organized crime syndicate uh, called The 100. Um, they're people who love the CW show The 100. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, like the CW show The 100? Yeah, like the CW show The 100. Um it's actually, there's, like, a super, like, weird backstory there where it's, like, uh, it was actually founded by, like, a bunch of immortals from Spain, um, who, like, <laughs> became evil landlords to, like, mystically feed off the misery they generated by being evil landlords. <laughs> um... But the, uh, the representative of the 100 who is causing the most problems in Suicide Slum is a, uh, what's a crime boss named Tobias Whale, um, who is a, uh, black man with, uh, al al albinism, albinism, an albino, um, I think but, I've heard it pronounced albinism, okay. but I have seen it definitely more written than said. Yes, same. The, um, the problem of advanced readers everywhere. Growing up, reading words and being like, don't know how to fucking pronounce that. Yep, exactly. Um, he is uh, basically just kind of like a kingpin type character um including being like a very very large man and then it's you know his last name's whale and people like make like a bunch of 
you know, jokes about it, and then he has them killed for making jokes about him. You know. Um, so, uh, in his early appearances, what happens is, uh, he, um, like, finds a, you know, member of this gang on school grounds trying to sell drugs, and he, uh, beats him up, tells him to, you know, get out of my school, you're not welcome here. Um, and then in retaliation, uh, the 100 kill one of his students. Um, Just randomly, and- or did the kid have bad vibes? I don't know what the kid's vibes were. Um, maybe- like, did they roll, like, a D100 and, like, go down the roster, or, like, first kid they saw, or, like... <laughs> Like, how does a gang choose? Choose who to murder? Choose, choose um, not who to murder. What literal child to murder? Like, I, think, I feel like you can't have a grudge against a kid. So, no. like. No, I, I, I feel like it was, I'm going to, I don't think we get an answer to that. I'm going to assume it was, uh, whatever child they could, uh, find first and most easily um because we don't i i don't i don't know if the murder is shown uh in the comic or if it's just like jefferson finding his body um i mean the murder would being shown would be extremely gruesome and probably yeah probably not a good place Probably, Probably not. not a good Pro- thing to include in your fun comic that people read for fun. Yeah, for fun. And also, I think the comics code is still happening now, so they probably couldn't. And it would just, it would be a lot. It would be a lot. It would um, be so much. Too much. Yeah, it's already kind of a lot. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's child murder, so. Uh, yeah, so Jefferson, obviously, is, uh devastated by this um and he goes to his uh friend and mentor peter gamby um and he's like you know like what what do i do i thought i was doing the right thing by fighting back against these people but it just got a child killed um and peter gamby is like uh well i think you should still continue to fight back against these people but you should do it in a way that's not going to draw attention to, you know, like, you, like, the the real-life person. Like, something that people aren't going to retaliate against you, Jefferson Pierce. Why don't you become a costume vigilante? Um, I'm a tailor, so I can make you a costume. And then, so this is, um, this is an odd detail in the original version of this story he does not have superpowers but he has a belt that is able to generate electricity and like manipulate electrical fields i don't know who gives him the belt i would assume he just finds it he just finds it somewhere yeah like it makes it sound like it's Peter Gamby who gives him the belt, but why w- would this man have this super belt just around? For fun. Um, for fun. 
Um, you never know when you need the perfect accessory. As a yes. tailor, you have to be prepared. Um. So as this goes on, they like it. It turns into like, oh well, now he's uh internalized the powers of the belt, and he can just kind of you know manipulate electricity naturally and uh since then in subsequent retcons it has um just been turned into no it's just a power that he has he just has the innate ability to uh generate and control electricity um we don't have the power to was in him all along he didn't the have to have the him. belt yeah, he didn't need the feather to fly. Um, he, How many times have we made this joke on this podcast? We, listen, we'll make it again. I mean, as me- we'll make it as many times as comics as like, hey, this guy has a tool to do it. Actually, no, never mind. He yeah. can just do it, actually. He just, he just does it. Um, but in the early stories, he's using this belt he is uh fighting against uh Tobias Whale and various you know hitmen and emissaries of the 100 um one of whom is uh Green Arrow's uh nemesis Merlin is just like working for them um and he f- fights this you know evil archer man um he also, um, his wife, uh, comes back and takes a job, um, at the school where he works, his ex-wife, um, and, uh, figures out that he's Black Lightning pretty quickly, which I think is cute. Um, they also, they, they do this thing where as Black Lightning um, like, in, you know, his superhero persona, he wears, like, an afro wig, um, and he talks, like, sort of the way, like, Luke Cage talked early on, and that kind of, like, quote-unquote jive-talking, like, exploitation era, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which they... In universe is, he's like, well, I don't act or talk like this in real life. So if I do this as a superhero, people will be less likely to figure out that it's me. Um, I mean, fair? Yeah, which is true. But I feel like out of universe. It's it's the Superman defense, right? Yeah. (laughs) But Um, also, (laughs) it's like, hey. If I do this, people will also maybe underestimate me a little. <laughs> yeah, that is that that is true. Um and that's like that's that's also kind of a fun explanation cuz I feel like out of universe it's mostly like what one Luke Cage is popular and we want to emulate Luke Cage uh and two uh racism th- probably. To, yeah, two racism. Two is like oh this way like white readers get to have, you know, get, like, have it both ways with, like, a black protagonist who's, like, you know, relatable and upstanding, but also they get to, like, enjoy the kind of, like, black exploitation y like, ooh, this guy, like, talks funny. Um, 
but I obviously that element is no longer part of the character. Um, so yeah. Um, he also finds out, uh, in this initial run that, uh, which I feel like this is like very predictable. Uh, he finds out that Peter Gamby, uh, was actually the man responsible for his father's death, um, because he used to be in the mob and he, like, killed him by accident and, you know, he gave up on his, like, criminal life and he, like, tried to atone for what he did and then Jefferson is, like, he, like, Jefferson finds out about this and then he's, like, I can't forgive you, um, and then, uh, Peter Gamby dies, sacrifices himself, like, jumping in front of a bullet to save Jefferson, uh, and then he's like, oh, I guess I do forgive him, and he's dead now. Um, there's only so many ways, like, mentor stories can go, but, uh, that's all, that all happens in this, uh, original series, which ends up getting cancelled. Uh, and then after that, he, uh, shows up in a couple of different places. He, um, teams up with, uh, Batman. Um, he teams up with Green Arrow. Um, he... Green Arrow invites him to join the Justice League, uh, and he declines, uh, but he agrees to be kept on as, like, a reserve member. Um, there's kind of, it's, I think he, there's kind of this, like, running element of, like, he wants to focus on, like, smaller scale stuff than what the Justice League is doing. Like, he thinks that's what's more important and, you know, where his efforts would be best suited is, like, not fighting aliens, but dealing with, you know, like, real-world street-level problems. Um, there's also a story where, um, he is, uh, it's like a sort of, like, a Superman story where, uh, Black Lightning is fighting some muggers, um, and during the fight, a, uh, girl ends up getting shot, um, by one of them who's, like, you know, trying to shoot Black Lightning, and he feels, like, so guilty about it that his, like, powers stop working for a while. Ugh. Um, his- I love uh, it. Yeah. I love, I love, I love when powers- are influenced by strong emotions. Yeah, oh my god, it's mm, so good. Mm, mm, my bread and butter. It's 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 so good. Um they end up coming uh back thanks to uh Batman's help because Batman talks to him, figures out that this is what's going on that it's like, oh, it's because <laughs> Batman, the guy who knows the most about guilt and shame, is like, oh, <laughs> this is a guilt and shame problem. Batman just like, mm, time to talk about guilt and shame. So glad I raised multiple children, which has prepared me for this moment. 
Um, so he, uh, talks to Black Lightning about this, um, is able to, you know, event, like, help him work through it to the point where his powers come back. Um, and he also invites him to join the Outsiders. Um, so this is, like, mid-80s, um, and it is a... I, th- I mean, I think we've talked about the Outsiders before, but it's initially a team that Batman forms um, to, as the name implies, like, deal with stuff that either, like, sort of mainstream superheroes, like, either, like, can't deal with or, like, would draw too much attention to or, like, you know, aren't interested in, um... Like or kind of are off world doing some other bullshit. Yeah. Like sort of a like not quite black ops, but a more kind of, you know, under the radar superhero team. Um and he is he's on this iteration of the outsiders, and he's also part of like future iterations of the outsiders. Um and it becomes I, sort of the team he's most associated with. Um, and then by association, because, like, the Outsiders is, like, a team that Batman forms and then later versions are led by, like, Nightwing. He's, like, sort of a Bat family adjacent character. Um... Like, if he, if he crops up in other characters' stories... It's most likely to be Batman or someone Batman related. Um or um Green Arrow because he uh has a kind of um his niece Joanna Pierce who I don't know uh I don't know if we're told like whose daughter she is or like what siblings Jefferson has. Um but his Nice has a relationship with Green Arrow, um, and possibly ends up getting killed, and then Green Arrow and Black Lightning have to team up to figure it out. Um, he also, um, he, when Lex Luthor becomes president, um, in the early 2000s, it was a, that was I mean this was when I started reading comics so I got in, into comics it was like Lex Luthor is the president and I was like okay <laughs> um but when Lex Luthor is elected president he asks Jefferson to be his secretary of education um and Jefferson says yes uh and a lot of superheroes are like uh that's Lex Luthor and he's like yes but if I'm working there, I can keep an eye on him and see what he's up to. And also hopefully maybe prevent him from doing anything uh, extremely evil. Um, Does that ever work? I, Just a quick question for comics. Does that ever work? Does it ever? I mean, no, it doesn't. But, like, he uh, he does try. Um... And, you know, I do respect, like, 
I genuinely, I really like that he's a teacher. I feel like there's like not a, I can't think of any other superheroes who are a teacher as like their civilian job. And I definitely can't think of any male ones. Um, so I think that's I mean, fun. A teacher seems like too much responsibility to yeah, also have a superhero gig. It's a lot of work. <laughs> like, do you think those kids are like, Wow, a sub again? I oh, All right. A oh man, I guess he's like going through some health stuff or something. Yeah, is he okay? <laughs> um man, every time Mr. Pierce isn't here for class, Black Lightning is on the news. Yeah. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> that's weird. Um oh, so while this is going on, um while he's Secretary of Education of the United States, um, is this story where uh, his niece, who's dating Green Arrow, is killed, and they uh, go looking for her killer, who's like a businessman named Martin Summers, and uh, Jefferson fights him, uh, and seemingly kills him uh and feels bad about it uh and then it turns out <laughs> that like deathstroke was there and was watching this and actually killed the guy and just made it look like jefferson had killed him um to what end <laughs> to what end slade what is the purpose of this ruse do you think he's just getting bored he's like i don't know i'll fuck with Black Lightning, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> Just a regular assassination isn't enough. Or maybe he had to make it look like Jefferson did it so that Jefferson isn't, like, looking around like, who killed this guy? <laughs> hey, and this Slate guy's has dead. To, like, book it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna zap me! Slate's like, if I time this right, I can just calmly walk out of here. Yeah, he'll be so distracted by his guilt. Um, mm -hmm. he's been working with superheroes long enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, this leads to him, um, resigning, uh, from his position as Secretary of Education because, uh, a lot of people know, have figured out that he's Black Lightning. Okay, I was gonna be like, for a point of clarification, is his identity public? <laughs> it's not technically public but it's like <laughs> i'm just imagining having to explain that yeah um like hi yes um it's me the secretary of the department of education i have to step down from my position because i accidentally killed a man while dressed in tights and using lightning powers yeah. To stop crime. <laughs> I understand this is a lot to unpack for you, the people of the United States. Um, but you did elect a supervillain who tried to kill Batman and Superman with a big robot suit, so... What did you expect? Yeah. Um, he later, um, turns himself in for this, uh, and... Then, uh, of all people, uh, Jason Todd is, uh, 
snooping around, spying on Deathstroke, um, and overhears Deathstroke being like, I totally killed that guy, but I made Black Lightning think it was him. Ooh. Um, and, uh, contacts Nightwing, uh, and is like, hey, Black Lightning did not kill a guy. Um, I know you guys are kind of, like, working together on the Outsiders, uh, so you should probably let him know he did not kill a guy. <laughs> and it was Deathstroke. <laughs> um... Jason's like, I know y'all have qualms about murder. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys have a whole thing about this. Um, so, uh, Dick and, uh, Jefferson's daughter go and contact him where he's in prison because he's turned himself in for killing this guy. And they're like, you didn't kill the guy. And he doesn't believe them, thinks they're just saying it, you know, so he'll feel better and to get him out of prison. Um. And, uh... <laughs> and Dick's like, no, really, it's it was Deathstroke. And it's like, <laughs> sure, frame an assassin that you have personal beef with and has tried to kill you multiple times. Yeah, your arch nemesis, Deathstroke. Yeah, I'm sure it was him. Mm-hmm. Like, but, uh... His daughter starts planning to break him out of prison. And I think initially Dick is like, okay, well, maybe we do this through, like, you know more legal channels first. Uh, and then they find out that there's um, Captain Boomerang's son, I think, is in the same prison and has secretly been hired to kill Jefferson. And they're like, oh, okay, we do have to break him out of prison <laughs> for this guy tries <laughs> to kill him. Um, and then it turns out that Captain Boomerang's son doesn't really want to be evil or kill this guy, so he doesn't go through with it, but they break him out of prison anyways. Um, and then they, like, it turns out that, like, Jason has a recording of that conversation with Deathstroke. I've t <laughs> I love Jason. Um, and they are able to use it to clear his name. Um, so he th th successfully... I like does how it's like, oh no, he's innocent. And everybody's like, okay, I guess it's fine then Then you broke him out of prison. Yeah, I guess it's cool. Um, <laughs> he's innocent. As long as you're breaking an innocent man out of prison. Yeah. We're totally fine with that as the criminal legal system. Yeah. And someone in prison was going to kill him, according to you. Um, it's completely understandable. Yeah, obviously. Um... He, um, is, remains, like, associated with the Outsiders. Um, he, uh, shows up in, like, you know, the various crises in the 2000s, uh, Identity Crisis and Final Crisis and all of the, all of the crises. Um, he, uh, in the New 52, he is, uh teamed up with Blue Devil, um, who I guess we should also talk about at some point. Um, it's, it's sort of weird because it's not a character, as far as I know, that he was ever associated with before. So I don't know why. I think why. they just like the color parallels. They can, they can call it yeah. black and blue. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Blue and gold, black and blue. Um, 
He also, like, Black Lightning has a lot of blue in his costume, so, like, I guess it, you know, they look nice together, aesthetically. <laughs> um, it's like, hmm, what if we take this human man and this devil man and make them work together? Because I feel like they would just look good together. I feel like it would be a good I want to draw this. Um... He, uh, showed up in Rebirth. He had a, uh, solo miniseries called, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's like Cold, Cold Dead Hands. Um, yeah, Black Lightning, Cold Dead Hands. Um, where he is, they, uh sort of retcon some of his, like, not really retcon. They established that the, uh, the Tobias whale that he was, you know, dealing with in, uh, his early issues was actually Tobias Whale Jr. And now Tobias Whale Sr. is here and he's mad that his son was such a screw-up, but he is the real deal, and he is gonna kick the shit out of Black Lightning. Um, oh my god. But that was a mini-series. I don't think he's had a uh, solo series after that. Um, uh, he is a major part of the uh, the rebirth version of The Outsiders, um, where... Uh, Duke Thomas and, uh, Cass Kane are on the team, um, who I love. Um, Jefferson is leading the team, um, and it's Duke, Cass, and Katana. Um, and there is, they have, like, an Outsiders series, um, and then the team continues to show up in, like, various Batman stuff. In Urban Legends, I think there's, like, a recurring, like, Outsiders uh, thing. So that is what he's been up to. Um, which is, like, I mean, like, it's it's cool. I like, I like the Outsiders. Um, I think it's, like, you know, kind of, like, an interesting character beat to establish, like, you know, this is a guy who Batman, like, really trusts and feels like he can rely on. Um, but I also feel like it kind of seems like nobody knows what to do with him besides have him be on the Outsiders. Because um, he, he doesn't have a whole lot of, like, major connections outside of that. Like, he, you know, knows the Justice League. Um, but he doesn't have, like, a whole lot of connections to, like, larger kind of DC plots, um, which is the unfortunate thing of having him be a character who's, like, very much, like, emphasizing, like, I don't want to get involved with that. I want to, you know, deal with this kind of street-level stuff. Um. Very daredevil. Yeah. But, uh, he did does did there's a black lightning show 
that's part of the CW, like, live-action Arrowverse stuff that I don't think is still going on, but I'm not 100% sure because I don't <laughs> keep up with all the Arrowverse stuff because there's so much of it. Um, but I know that at some point there was a Black Lightning show, um, which, like, also kind of, like, makes me surprised that they haven't done more with him, but it's also, like, I feel like I hear the least about the Black Lightning show out of all the Arrowverse shows, and I wonder why that could possibly be. <laughs> I'm sure there's simply no reason. Um, it, it's truly a mystery. Truly a mystery to all of us. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to say or bring up or discuss? Um, I didn't read comics, but I did pick up comics today. Um, Yay, comics! And finally fucking remembered to subscribe to Tim Drake Robin. So now <laughs> I don't have to go in like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> Somehow I gotta find issue four. They did <laughs> have issue four there when I was there today, and I'm like, hell yeah. Yay! Um... I picked up, uh, apparently their last copy of Harley Quinn's romance anthology from, uh, Valentine's Day, because I want to read the Fire and Ice, uh, story in it, <laughs> where they're working on her dating profile. Yes! Um, uh... I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet because I got home like five minutes before we typically start <laughs> recording. So, uh, but I went for a nice hike today and I feel good and normal and I hope that feeling good and normal continues throughout the week because I have not been feeling good or normal for a while now um, and it's very tiring. I am sorry. I'm hoping that being out in nature by myself did cure me for at least a little bit. I'm going to have some tea after we're done recording, and I'm just going to, like, joyous Beltane, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... Going into nature frequently does make me um, brain normal for, like, at least, you know, 12 hours or so. Um, so I am hoping that it does that for you. Oh my um, god. Uh, at the, uh, comic shop, they had a little bin of fucked up little plastic Pokemon. I'm gonna send you a picture of oh, the yes. jar. <laughs> oh, no, I love them! I got these two. I got a, I got a Wooper and a Quagsire. Because <laughs> they're just so friend-shaped. Oh my god, look at their faces! Perfect. Some of them were like, okay, this one's actually good, and then others were like, did you even try? <laughs> Both ideal. But the Jinx is just absolutely terrifying. Yeah, but also normal Jinx is also terrifying. Yes, but I feel like this is worse. Yeah, This yeah, one I... feels racist somehow. More racist. Yeah. Just racist in its exaggeration of yeah. whatever Jinx has going on. <laughs> um, I um also did not get a chance to read comics. I did um put some a couple of graphic novels I wanted to read on hold at 
the library. Um, so maybe by next week, some of them will have arrived and I will have gotten the chance to read them. Um, I did want to say, um, this is so funny after like last week where we were talking about that, like Magneto solo series and we were joking, like, this is such like a capes and japes specific pitch. Like who is this for? (laughs) if Not for us. And then the week after that, this past week, right after we did our episodes on fire and ice, um, Speaking of Fire and Ice, DC announced a new Fire and Ice miniseries um, where they move to Smallville together because they have to lay low, and um, Ice is really happy about it, and Fire is like, I hate it here. (laughs) And I'm like, how, 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 how? Did we will this into existence? I, do you think somebody at DC listens to the podcast? Yeah, they're like, drop it now. <laughs> it's time for the Fire and Ice mini. Um, but that is coming this summer, I think also in August. Um, and I am stoked out of my mind about it, obviously. Um... DC and Marvel have also been uh, releasing some uh, some more details and some like preview panels for their respective Pride specials because those are th- coming up soon, um, and I'm also extremely stoked for that. But I am counting this Fire and Ice mini as an extended part of Pride Month because uh, <laughs> that sounds. Gay as hell, I gotta be honest. I mean, it's literally a fanfic trope. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, oh no, we have to move into a small town together. Oh no, we have to be so domestic. We have to be domestic. We have to hide out off the grid. What if there's only one bed? What if there's only one bed? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no, what if they get snowed in in the winter? Oh no! Oh, it'd be terrible! Um, I like how it's Smallville, though. Like, there's not any other small towns in DC comics yeah, it's the only where one. somebody can lie low. Um, but, uh, yes, extremely, extremely, extremely stoked about that. Um, I think that's everything. Uh, if you want to keep up with us um you can follow us on twitter tumblr instagram facebook at capes and japes um you can send us an email to capes and japes at gmail.com uh we have a discord server that everyone is welcome to join you can come (laughs) share your thoughts on this fire and ice announcement uh among many other things um we have a Patreon if you feel like supporting us on there. Uh, we recorded a bonus episode on the D&D movie, which we both saw and enjoyed. So if you want to hear our thoughts uh, on the D&D movie, you can get that on Patreon, uh, as well as a, a massive backlog of other bonus episodes. Um, if 
you can't do that, but you want to help out the show another way, uh, leaving a rating and review is very cool. Um, telling a friend about the show if you think they might be interested in it. Uh, and just coming back and joining us, as you have done once again today on Capes and Japes. So thank you for being with us. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, I'm so sorry. I've been so distracted. My DM has been sending me messages about <laughs> the D&D movie as they watch the <laughs> D&D movie. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just like, mm, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. It's good. Anyway, good night. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. We love you. Bye.